Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy. On a small planet called Gekonia. East of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river. Comes the one... The only Gecko Nation Radio. Good evening, citizens of Gecko Nation. How's everybody doing tonight? Tonight is October 12th, 2014, and I am here with my co-host, Mr. Tim Walton. How's it going, Tim? Pretty good. How you doing, Dave? Good, man. Uh, what's going on? Do you hear anything about the Tinley Show? Um, I heard uh, one good thing and one bad thing. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. um, Nick Esposito, the, known as uh, that weird gecko guy, had a lot of geckos stolen out of his car on the way there. So that's very unfortunate. Um, oh, but Ollie, Ollie that we had on the show several weeks ago uh, said that he did very well. Okay. Well, that's cool. Some good news and some bad news. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be seeing Ollie soon. I'm actually making a special trip to his house uh, to pick up some geckos from him, and uh, I'm going to try to get the grand tour. I kind of invited myself, but uh, (laughs) I I actually, all I said was, I said, you know, I don't mind coming to pick them up. He, He offered to bring them to White Plains, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't mind coming to pick them up. And he was like, yeah, sure, you can come. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because, you know, I just want to go there and I want to I want to hold one of those Nautilinas <laughs> and take some, take some pictures, you know. Are you, uh, are you going to be at the Long Island show next weekend? Um, I'm going to be at Hamburg. I don't know about Long Island. You know, I didn't even think about Long Island. Maybe not. You know, two shows in one weekend is a little tough for me to do. But uh, is, I'll definitely be at the Hamburg show. So Hamburg is Saturday? Saturday, yeah. What about you? You're going to be going to both? No, I'll probably just do Long Island. Okay. All right. Well, folks, tonight we have Jason White from Daily Reptile News with us. And if you don't know who Jason is, uh, Jason has uh, been a great news anchor for us for the last, I don't know, three years or so, maybe more, on YouTube. And I remember watching Jason's videos uh, when I first started on YouTube. And uh, even connected with him, wrote him a message, and told him how great of a job he was doing, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, Jason's been doing a terrific job for us for a while now. And what I like about his style is it's a very unbiased approach to the news. You know, he doesn't, um, I don't know, he keeps, he's very neutral. But, he kind of tells it like it is too, which is cool. I I'm always uh, I kind of censor myself a lot, you know, because I'm trying to be politically correct in a lot of instances. But 
I, and, and part of me is like, Dave, you got to stop doing that. Just, you know, say what's on your mind. I think Jason does that really good. And um, if you guys want to check out his channel, it's Daily Reptile News on on uh, YouTube. And I always want to make something clear in the uh, in the promotions on Facebook. I I wrote that you know Jason, our favorite news anchor, is going to be on the show tonight. But I what I meant to say was our favorite YouTube news anchor because of course our favorite news anchor is Steve Barker, just so you guys know. So, <laughs> Tim, um, do you, have you seen Jason's show at all, uh, at all? I have not seen uh, since he's been back. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe he's become a little bit irrelevant since he took a break and now he's come back. I was I was joking around with him yesterday about that when we talked. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's that day and age where if you don't keep on your game – People kind of forget you, but I don't think uh, I don't think he's kind of a personality that you don't soon forget. But um, well, folks, before we progress into the show, I just want to make uh, make a point to thank our sponsors, of course. All right, uh, our sponsor plugs are sincere. These people are really great businesses and breeders, so check them out. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by... Reptiles Express is the absolute best live animal shipping company with great low rates. Debbie is the queen of customer service and will make sure your precious cargo gets to where it needs to. They also have a wide array of shipping supplies from deli cups, snake bags, heat packs, and more. Visit reptilesexpress.com and become a member today. Longhorn Geckos is a father and son collaboration. Daryl and Kate Burton specialize in the best supertangelos, pastel raptors, white and yellows, and really nice wild types. Follow them on Facebook at Longhorn Geckos and on their new website coming soon. Ohio Gecko is famous for amazing tangerines, snows, and other very unique leopard gecko projects. Thad also has some incredible fat tail morphs available from stingers to starbursts. Visit him online at ohiogecko.com and at expos in the northeast. He is also the owner of geckoforums.net. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need. From Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more. And all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, Look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. That's right, folks. And also, keep in mind that AV Dragons offers a standard 5% off discount to Gecko Nation radio listeners. 
Use the code GECKO, all in caps, at checkout, and you're going to get 5% off your order at Doobie Roaches. Um, you know, Tim, I could go ahead and play the plug, but uh, I just wanted to mention that, guys, check out Herpin' Time Radio. It's a great other uh, reptile-based radio show, Jason and uh, Justin and JD. My apologies, uh, Jason. It's Justin and JD that do a great job over there. They've been going for about three years strong now. So check them out, Herpin' Time Radio on Blog Talk. But, uh, Tim, uh, instead of playing the plug, let's talk a little bit about Gecko Forums. Gecko Forums really is a fantastic uh, forum for people that are interested in geckos. How long have you been on Gecko Forums? Wow, um, that's a good question. I don't even know. Um, at least uh, seven or eight years, probably. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 2006 it started. So that's when forums were big, you know? When forums were everything. And yeah. and all of that knowledge and information is still on there, easily searchable, uh, easy to find, all that stuff. And most of it is still very relevant as well. Right, right. If you guys want to research, like, what was going on when the Enigmas first came out, and, and see all the drama that went along with that whole thing. <laughs> you guys can go back in the history and check out all the information, the arguments, you know, everything else that, that happened. seems that whenever there's a new morph, uh, a lot of people are happy about it, a lot of people are jealous about it, and some people are just pissed off about everything. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, but uh, it's just the way it is. Now, and it seems everything's transitioned to Facebook a bit, but... Uh, I don't know. I, so part of me thinks Facebook's not going to last forever. It's going to have its run, and then people are going to get just bored with it because, you know, information just gets lost. And I don't know. It's not really searchable. The forums are just perfect. I think if they can make forums more easy to use, kind of like Facebook is, then people wouldn't really need Facebook. You know what I mean? Tim? Yeah, it's just, you know, a, a very different environment. And, yeah, I, I definitely agree that Facebook will eventually peter out and there'll be something else that'll take its place. But in the meantime, you know, the forums are still there, still have all that information, and uh, it's all, you know, easy to find. And pretty much any question that you see on Facebook has been thoroughly answered by very reputable people on the forums. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, on Facebook you have just about everybody that's an expert. You know, if you have, if they've had a gecko for a week, they've uh, they've progressed to expert stage, and they're going to tell you exactly what to do and what not to do. But uh, <laughs> for the good information, you know, you either got to contact a serious breeder or. Like Tim just said, check out some of these old posts in the Gecko Forums. Well, uh, Tim, what do you say we jump into the news with Steve Barker? Let's bring him on. Good evening, Gecconians. What's up, Steve? How are you? Uh, pretty good. Your voice was cracking there a little bit. You okay? Uh, allergies. Never oh, I hear you, man. <laughs> I know. I got them too bad right now. I think it's isn't it some kind of I don't know some kind of pollen season to the you know this month. Something's blooming. I don't know. Yeah, is, I don't but. know. 
<laughs> something. Nah. What do you got for us? All right, we haven't had an alligator story in a while, and unfortunately, mm. we have one. Long Island officials are searching for the owner of a, an abandoned alligator. A person dropped off a three-year-old alligator at the home of a woman who used to work for an animal rescue group. She called the SPCA of Suffolk County, and they came and picked it up. They, the article stresses that it's illegal to own or possess an alligator in New York. What is wrong with these people? I, I You know what? I, I am uh, yeah, never going to understand this. It oh, never ends. Why do you need why do you need an alligator? Seriously. You know? I, <laughs> I that's like that's like getting an elephant just for the hell of it. I mean why do you need it? Get a leopard yeah. gecko and be happy. Jeez. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, this, this know. gator is gonna this gator is gonna wind up at Christina's pets, just so you know, and Christina's a guest of ours. And uh, we're actually doing a special fundraiser soon for Christina on Facebook. I haven't decided where it's going to be, whether it's going to be in uh, Gecko Nation or Gecko Nation, Mar- Gecko Nation Marketplace. But either way, join those groups and get in on it. I think we're going to do some auctions. We're going to get some special breeders involved and, you know, see who wants to donate animals to this special auction. And I'd like to do it once a year for her and help her raise some money for what she does. Because these poor alligators that idiots are buying, Wind, all wind up with Christina. She's got like 50 of them now. And, you know, yeah. every time every time one of you guys out there gets the idea in your head, ooh, I, I love lizards. I Let me see if I can get the biggest one there is. You know, you don't think about how big these animals <laughs> are going to get, and they you never wind up keeping them to adulthood. I mean, seriously, consider this. When you buy that little alligator, what the hell are you going to do with it when it gets big? And, you know, I mean, it just doesn't, it makes no sense. But whatever. All right. I'm not going to rant about that anymore. I'm just going to start getting <laughs> aggravated. Oh, I, I agree with you. Oh, All right. man. It just makes me mad. <laughs> Our next story, Florida man charged with smuggling protected tortoise out of Alabama. Law enforcement officers in Covington County made an unusual find at a DUI checkpoint recently when a man was arrested for attempting to transport six protected gopher tortoises over state lines to Florida. A conservation officer of the Alabama Division of Wildlife and Freshwater Fisheries said the suspect planned to consume the tortoises. Oh my God! Are you serious? You gotta eat gopher yeah. tortoises. You can't uh, go. Yeah. I mean, geez, <laughs> you can't just go get a, get snapping turtles or something. They're illegal to eat. You gotta go right. eat a gopher tortoise. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, that's crazy. Steve, you're and... just gonna piss me off tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I haven't even got to the worst story yet. I try oh, to no. start start out good. All right, this oh. is. This is horrible. The title reads, The Deadly Snake Trade. Venomous reptiles sold online and shipped on passenger planes. Last month, and it it, it, it goes on about past stories. Last month in Thousand Oaks, California, a six-foot escaped albino cobra attacked a family dog. We remember that story. 
Then it goes on, a 2009 incident in Oxford, Florida. A family, a family's nine-foot pet Burmese python escaped its enclosure and strangled a two-year-old baby in her crib. We remember that. That was, an, that was what, four years ago, five years ago? Right. Um, well, hold on a second. Wasn't it found? Wasn't it found out that those parents uh, that it wasn't the snake and that the, one of the parents killed the kid? Wasn't that um, the case? It isn't, but the parents were charged and convicted of third-degree murder, manslaughter, and child neglect. So, technically, I guess yeah, they were, but they're still blaming it on the snake. Right. But they were convicted of murder, manslaughter, and child neglect. You know, I'm thinking of the Canadian story where they blamed the, you know, the asphyxiation on on that that poor retic that escaped, or oh, yeah. made to look like it escaped when the snake had never even bitten those two kids, and the kids were found dead. Um, yeah, yeah, that that whole story. Somebody got away with murder up there in Canada. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. That's my opinion. I'm not going to say it's the truth. It's just my opinion. So. But yeah, right. yeah. Brooke says I'm Brooke says I'm fired up tonight. Yes, Brooke, I yeah, am. It sounds I just like had a it. shot of espresso too, so that's Uh-oh. why I'm jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but this is supposed to be about venomous snakes. This article. Um, while you need a permit to own a deadly cobra in many states and others you don't, venomous snakes can kill you. Blah blah blah. Everybody knows that. Um, to show how easily. National investigative respondent Jeff Rawson went undercover at a reptile show in Pittsburgh where he paid $300 in cash to a seller of a cobra. The seller never asked his name. He just counted the money, then handed over the flimsy flimsy plastic container with a cobra inside. This, This is horrible. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. You know, I know they're legal there, but to not ask any questions, that's kind of crazy. Um, and then, then who, who was the person? Who was the person that bought it? Was this like an undercover person or something? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Jeff. Where did I go here? Jeff Rawson is his name okay, from Rawson Reports. But anyways. <laughs> also bought online a baby cobra. One baby cobra purchased by Jeff Rawson's team for about $400 was sent on a Delta passenger plane. The cobra was packed inside a wooden box, was loaded onto the plane with passengers' luggage. Delta says they follow all airline industry regulations and policies when it comes to shipping live animals. Um, the guy who sold the snake... At the at the reptile show, knew he didn't have any permits to have it. Didn't ask for a single question, if which I don't understand how he knew he didn't have anything if he didn't ask anything. But um, right. didn't ask a single question. Didn't ask if they were experienced with snakes at all. But sold it to them anyways. So I don't know. You know I don't know. This could go bad, you know. For, for venomous people, owners, especially, yeah. 
Yeah, but to, you got to think about it, Dave. A lot of people, a snake is a snake. I know. It don't. It doesn't. You know, that's how people look at them. Snakes are. A lot of people even think, you know, all snakes are poisonous. <laughs> you know, right. so they're slimy. Good point. You know, a snake is a snake. It's you Good know. Point. So it could hurt us all eventually, but I don't know. What What do you think? How do you regulate? You know, if it's legal in one state. You know, how do you know if no one's even asking any questions? I know, and I've gone to, like, the Hamburg just looking at reticulated pythons. You know, I've I've been asked, the first question I've been asked is, where where are you coming from? So mm-hmm. I know there's good, there's good people out there that are doing what they're supposed to do. But the ones, there's those few are going to ruin it for the rest of us. I know. Oh man! But that was our last. All right. Well, there is. Get there you is too one fired more up. Little... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. It helps to let out some of the energy sometimes too. But uh, Tim, Tim has one more uh, kind of sad story for us. Yeah. Also, well, unfortunately, um, Rico Walder has passed away after a, a long battle uh with a brain tumor i believe um uh he was any um green tree python owners i'm sure know his name and uh he's he's definitely a big loss to the community he's a incredible breeder he worked um uh, i believe uh his last few years uh worked mainly with green tree pythons and emerald tree boas um But he did a lot of work, incredible work with them and uh, field studies, and uh, he's a big loss to the community. So uh, signal, our thoughts go out, signal, go out to his family. Signal agriculture, right? That his, his operation was, sig- yeah, signal agriculture. Yeah, that's, that's a, it is a shame when we lose somebody like that. Uh, he focused uh, on, on those two species and did it very well. I think the website is still up. If you guys want to check it out and see what is where he was working on, just uh, yeah, it's it's sad. It uh, really is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's say let's see uh, what Steve has from for us from the past. Let's fire up the flux capacitor. All right, May seventh, two thousand five. Not so long ago, really. And hopefully this doesn't get Dave going some more. But (laughs) (laughs) second gator found in Potomac River in Williamson, Maryland. For the second time in less than a week, someone found an alligator alligator along the Potomac River in the town of Williamsport, prompting a warning Friday from local Humane Society that is illegal to bring the reptiles into Maryland. So, May 7th, 2005. And it hasn't uh, ended. No, no. I'll tell you, every time I see people buying gators, baby gators, and even caimans at the, at the show, I, I just, it really angers me. It just gets me, it makes my blood boil, you know? And I see that, I see the types of people that are buying these animals, and I'm like, wow, this guy isn't doing 
buying this for any type of research whatsoever. He's buying it just to show it off to all his, you know, wannabe gangster friends and, you know, make him, make himself look like he's cool. And he's probably going to keep it in a in a bathtub or a 55-gallon tank or something. And, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, man, it's just yeah. really... What do you think about that, Tim? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very unfortunate. I I think, uh, you know, the most people don't, uh, you know, cannot provide the, the proper um, care for them. And uh, there are certainly a lot of other lizards that are much, you know, that are much easier to provide the proper care for. Um, but maybe it's unfortunate just, you know, the the price or whatever that, whatever reason people buy them, it's just unfortunate because it's really the animals that suffer. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we can get like a little yeah. like costume for a leopard gecko. It makes it look like a little gator, a baby alligator or something. You know, we could just <laughs> dress them up and, you know, people should be happy with that. What do you think? Or maybe we can selectively breed leopard geckos to look like, you know, have alligator markings. We're getting pretty good with the nice stripes and jungles and stuff. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess that, <laughs> that might be a little far-fetched. But, well, you know, they, they are you know, <laughs> they are making those, you know, fluorescent pigs and fluorescent African clawed frogs. What's to say that, you know, in the future we won't need to really selectively breed for color and pattern anymore. We'll be able to just, you know, order it somehow and, I don't know. They can just Aren't, make it. For exactly. Us. I'm. I'm sure. Um, I'm Aren't sure those... the first animal that uh, the first reptile that they'll do it with. I'm sure it'll be a leopard gecko. Yeah. Yeah. Fluorescent green leopard gecko. Yeah. I bet you that's not too far <laughs> off. That would All be right, cool. What's going on? What's going on in your collection, Steve? How's everything going over there at the Barker World? Uh pretty good actually um growing up my millie eyes they're uh mm-hmm. doing awesome i every time i look at them i just i love them i can't get mm-hmm. enough of them and yeah. I'm, I'm actually considering as much as my son doesn't like it getting some more spotted pythons because i mm-hmm. i like them he doesn't like them because cool. one of them like likes to bite him but <laughs> nobody else so <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, that'd be any, cool. Any any more geckos popping out? I'm still collecting clutches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And I've separated the males, I don't know, a while ago. And they're still fertile. So <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you've been wow, mine mine stopped laying like a month and a half ago. That's crazy. And I've got I've got some females that I'm gonna be probably trying to cycle through that come up the size. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, I just want to thank you very much, Steve, for the great news stories. Thank you for getting me all pissed off tonight. And uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, be sure to do it again next week. All right. Give out your information so people can find you. Check me out on Facebook and YouTube under BC Barker Creations. Awesome. All right. Have a good night, Steve. You guys have a good night.
All right, folks, what do you say we bring on our guest, Mr. Jason White from Daily Reptile News? You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. How's it going, Dave? What's up, Jason? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm pissed off. Are you as pissed off as I am after listening to those news stories? Yeah, thanks, Steve. That was great. (laughs) Jason, hopefully you have some, uh, some good news we can talk about tonight. Well, I mean, I mean, he already stole my fire, so you know he 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 did a good job. He 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 did a good job in uh, pissing people off and informing people. That's that's the important part. When you're pissed, you think about it. Right, exactly. How's everything going, uh, Jason? Everything's wonderful here. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about Daily Reptile News and bring some folks up to speed that who don't already know who you are. Okay. Um, well, it's the news. It's reptile news. <laughs> I, start, I started out daily like, oh, I think I'm going on my fourth year now, so it would be four years ago, and, you know, that, that was like a super drag. So now I, I want to say maybe two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, switched to uh, bi-daily, every, so it's the three days a week now, and um, I did take a little little over a year off, and recently, maybe a month ago, came back and started doing it again, and just working on getting back up to pace. Right, right, and there, there really isn't anybody doing the news, right? I mean, besides you and Steve, I mean, who's who's really out there doing reptile news for, for the world? Well, I mean, you got a few places. It would it'd probably be counterproductive to mention them on air. But, <laughs> okay. Um, I, 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 I don't think anybody that I can think of is actually doing it using their own content as much as just regurgitating uh, someone else's content, which I guess in a sense is what I'm doing. But, you know, I, I, I think most everybody else is just copy and pasting basically um and i've you know i've never i i've never called myself really a a news person i don't i mean i refer to myself more as a as a commentator because um i i just don't do the news i talk about the news and then kind of give my feeling about it so you know well you do it good that's that's the bottom line i've been watching your show since i started on youtube and i started on youtube like 3 years ago so, yeah, can you can you believe it's been that long? It sure doesn't feel like that's it. That's crazy. Huh? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it goes fast, man. It definitely does. Uh, you know, it's how many videos you have up there now? Oh God, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. It's a little embarrassing. I don't know, but I'm gonna guess and say 500. Yeah, that's a lot. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's it it's easy when. You know, the first couple of years I was doing it daily, you know, and um, during the weekdays at least. So it it builds up real fast. That's a lot yeah. of dedication, uh, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you think, uh, well, I mean, I, my opinion of not only, you know, bringing the news to the community, but also just, you know, doing the show is we're kind of like documenting history. And in the future, you know, people can go back and we have an archive of what, what was going on during these times. And I think it's I think well, it's critical that we do this. 
Well, and I, I agree. It's it's important because there's there's always two sides to a story, and it it really doesn't matter which side you believe. There's always another one, and mm-hmm. if if we don't stand up and at the very least give our opinion of the of both of those sides, then the only one that's going to be known is the one that's told already. And most of those sides come from the mainstream media, which uh, you know is. I guess it's obvious they're a little ignorant to the facts when it when it comes to reptiles and and keepers and I guess the community at large. Right, and you know you're very you're unbiased and you don't really have an agenda with your comments and you're you're not like on anybody's side so to speak. I mean you'll you'll speak the truth when when others would basically want to cover things up and but you'll you'll tell it like it is and that that's very important today because. You know, there are. I think there is like a movement to kind of consolidate the reptile world by some people, and also to control the information that's put out, and you know, basically who gets seen and who gets promoted and stuff like that. And I mean, I guess to to a certain extent, we all have our buddies and we have our fans and we have our uh, you know favorite people, and I, I guess that's that's just human nature. But uh, you know, to stand alone and be able to call it like it is at anybody, that's I don't know. That's like, that's like, a, I don't know. That's pretty cool, you know. Well, I'm, I mean, you you have to be unbiased because it, it you know, as, as much as I love my, my hobby that I've spent over 20 years in, I I realize that we're not perfect and sometimes we're morons. So I, you right. know, you can't just you can't just take every story that you hear about that has to do with reptiles and fight with your friends or for your friends when you know they were wrong. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's really important when somebody does something stupid that you say they did something stupid. And, you know, hopefully people get tired of being told they did something stupid so they don't do it anymore, you know. But I, I don't know. It, I just, I think if, if anybody's going to go into any kind of information sharing um, ordeal, and they're going to always choose one side or over the other, regardless of, of what common sense at the very least is telling them, then they're, then they're doing it wrong. Dude, have you feel, do you feel like you've made some enemies out there by giving your opinion and your, in your comments oh. on things? Oh gosh. I, I, I've been viewed what a million and a half times. I'm pretty sure about a million of those are enemies. Yeah, you don't you, you don't make you, you don't make a lot of friends and and even the ones that you know every now and then when somebody does something dumb you have to say they did something dumb and then those people don't like you cuz you said that but even even people that you don't ever talk about they don't you know they don't like the color of your eyes or something so all of a sudden you're a terrible person and it, yeah there's there's definitely a heck of a lot more enemies to be made in in this idea than friends that that's for sure <laughs> and how do you handle that um how do you handle that well you start off with alcoholic beverages <laughs> um, <laughs> no re- really it you know it, it, I, i'm still learning and i i really get bothered by people that that can handle it perfectly because i i don't understand how they they do it, you know, and I, I mean, the, 
I, I guess the best the best way to deal with it, what I was taught a long time ago, is is you know I I provide a service that is um, accessible via the internet, and with the advent of the internet, also came the block button, and it it, it becomes your your best friend, I guess. Um, I mean, more often than not, when you when you deal with someone that doesn't like you, you don't you don't need to sit there and listen to them. Just get rid of them and move on to the people that appreciate what you're doing you know if you mm-hmm. if you spend all your time on somebody that that doesn't like you to begin with then you're ignoring people that do and they're going to slowly move away yes and that's something i definitely learned with you know doing my own radio show and you know doing my own there in the public eye type of thing and yeah i mean you're no matter how good you do something no matter, no matter how perfect you think you're doing it you're you're going to piss people off and not everybody's going to like your style not everybody's going to get your opinion or get your your energy and uh, some people are just going to dislike you because you got brown eyes exactly you know it's just the way things are um you know but that being said Jason you know you you were going strong for a good few years and you and I talked a few times this week and um there was a point in time not too long ago where you just you know you didn't you felt like this wasn't the right thing for you to do anymore. You took a you, you well at first you you pretty much said you were gonna you you kind of quit the news and then it seemed like you took a nice long hiatus and then decided to come back. Why don't you talk a little bit about what was going on in your head back then when you decided to shut the show down? You, you know there, there there was a million things and I've always said since day one I I wish I remember the guy's name. There I used to watch a guy on YouTube and. He, nothing he did was professional. He had a little camera phone or something, and he had some reptiles, and he he shared with the world, and it it was wonderful. I I really enjoyed it. And one day he got up and quit, and he didn't say anything. He just quit. He deleted everything he'd ever done, and just disappeared. And I I always said from that day, if for some reason I decide I'm not doing this anymore, I I I'll never get rid of what I've done. You know, I'll, I'll never, even if I have to keep paying monthly fees for servers every month, I'll, it'll stay there for till the day I die. And, you know, there, there came a point, I, I can't say there was really any one thing for sure, other than the fact that I just, you know, I just burned myself out to, you know, that you, you can only, get up at four o'clock in the morning and work till midnight for like three or four years until you get tired. You know? So, so I, 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 I never really like quit, I guess. I just said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step aside and, you know, I, I can get into this big dramatic uh, thing on what's bothering me with what's going on and everything, but it doesn't really do any good. So the, the best thing to do is just disappear. And um, that that's pretty much what I did. I, I you know, I, I had eyes and ears on all corners of the planet and, and paid attention to what was going on while I was away. But for the most part, I just stayed away. What do you think is going on in the community right now, Jay? What do you think? Where are we headed? Oh, God, that's a deep question. Um. Are you not as pissed off as you were earlier? I'm coming out. <laughs> you know? um, I, I think we're heading in a very bad direction. 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I know I said, I believe I said to you uh, a few months ago that, you know, it's not too late to, to fix things, but, but we, we need to make an effort that works um, sometime very, very soon. And <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if we still have that time or whether now we just need to ride the storm out and hope for the best. But I, I, I can't see, I look at 20 years ago and I look at today and it's like just some of the, some of the stuff I see going on. Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't lead to good things. It, it, it never leads to good things. And it, it always seems to maybe be surrounded a little bit around money. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see good things with the direction we're going. Yeah. Well, what do you think we can, what do you think we can do about it? What do you think, uh, yeah. What do you think can be done at this point? Oh God is, is homicide out of the question? <laughs> yeah, really. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's probably, probably not the best route, huh? I, you know, I don't. I. I think the best way to answer that is if I had the answer, I'd be a wealthy person right now. You know, right. I, I. I'm not sure that there, there, there's just so many things. Um, uh, what you guys were talking about earlier, pe- people buying alligators, and you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm a very unbiased person, and I, I believe somebody with the with the proper education and the proper facility should be able to have an alligator, for no other reason than they just want one. Um, and then you got somebody selling a cobra to a reporter at, at, at a show, which again, you know, stuff like that. I, I mean, I, I don't think I could stress enough. Number one, as far as I can tell, the, the person that sold the cobra, for example, didn't do, you know, maybe there were some moral problems with that, but he didn't break the law. Um, however, the person buying it and transporting it probably broke the law. So, you know, I've, I, I think I've always said that these things need to always be questioned. And if, if the answers you get to your questions don't add up, then you need to just toss that sale out the window. But and how do you know we're getting the truth, Jason? Seriously, how do you know that we're only hearing the reporter's side of the story? We're not hearing the seller's side. Maybe, maybe he did ask questions, and maybe this reporter is just trying to make a story out of this. And is uh, omitting some information. I mean, that happens all the time, especially in the mainstream media. So yeah, you no, know I'm, I mean? I'm 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 pretty sure. Um, I saw on the internet a a topic going on about this. I don't remember the guy's name, but I, I'm pretty sure he um, claimed to be the seller or 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 work for the seller and, and did say there was there's no questions. You know, it, it's just. This person came up. They were obviously the age of consent. They had some money. Here's a snake, you know. And and you know. And, and, and again, uh, perhaps in in that locale where this took place, that was a perfectly legal transaction, um, uh, regardless of the moral repercussions. Um, now it's all over the news that people are selling cobras to reporters, and that's the bad thing for us. You know, um, regardless of what laws were, were not broken. The fact that it's on the news now is, is terrible. And for what? $300 for one person. 400, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, I, I don't see where it's worth it. I don't, I don't see where it's worth it. Um, 
you know, we, you, you and I have talked so many times off the air, and I, I, I always stress that, you know, so many of the things I do are so careful because I don't want to be that guy that just mm-hmm. takes the whole hobby down, you know, and, and it, it, it's, I mean, I, I have an interest right now in breeding what I have and selling it, but I'm not doing it. And, you know, you'd think, well, it's as simple as putting a couple snakes together and breeding them and selling the babies. Well, for me, it's not that simple. For me, it's making sure that I, everything that I'm doing reflects a, a positive image on not just me, not, not you, but, but everybody in, in the reptile community. And what and where do those values come from? And and talk a little bit about these values that you have, Jay, because you know there are a lot of people out there that have that have this mentality. All right, well I'm going to get some geckos, or I'm going to get some corn snakes, and you know next year I'm going to have all these babies to sell, babies to sell, and I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. And that it doesn't work that way. And you know that seems to be there seems to be uh, a percentage of people coming into it strictly for that. Yes, they kind of like the animals, they think they're cool, but they're seeing dollar signs and. I don't know how many of those kind of breeders I've seen come and go just in the last five years. You know, I mean, if you, if you, in my opinion, if you don't have the love and the, the passion for this, and it, that passion's got to be like exploding out of your head to to be able to stick with it as long as you know some of us have, that, then you're not going to really make it long term. I mean, you really got to have it in your blood. So, I mean, what do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I agree. It, it, you got to have the passion. I, I mean, if you do anything else in life, if you want to go mow lawns and after one to three years, you could probably make some money, but not here. You know, and I, I, I can remember the, when I first got the Internet, I can remember all the advice that I saw people getting, and, and everybody was always told there's no way you can make any money in this in this hobby. There's no way you can make any money. You shouldn't be doing it for that. You know, and I always disagreed with that because – People do it. People make money. They do it the right way, and they're they're happy with life. But as you say, there's so many that are doing it the wrong way and for the wrong reasons, and if there is any silver lining to that, they're not going to wait the 10 years or whatever it takes to, to sustain themselves in the community. They're going to be long gone before then. Um, the downside is whatever happens to their animals, and I would – kind of wager that more often than not that's what we hear about on the news with alligators yeah I, yeah that's just i'll never understand that i mean i am i am as diehard of a reptile uh enthusiast as you can get okay and i have not an ounce of my interest not even not even an inkling where where i ever wake up and not even for a split second of my day do i think Wow, it'd be cool if I had a gator. You know what I mean? I just—it doesn't even enter my mind. You know, I'm just—I'm worried about the next leopard gecko morph I'm going to try to make next year yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, me. and by by the way, before I forget, as as far as like sales tactics go, dressing a leopard gecko up as an alligator—that's that's a first. That's a first first sales <laughs> tactic I've heard like that. <laughs> you know, I I I, uh, I think it. I I don't know where. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about before. I, I'd really like to get into some of the exotic venomous things, but I have children living at home. I've got neighbors, and I talk to a camera. So, uh, um, you know, the worst thing that could happen is somebody getting bitten and being on the 5 o'clock news. 
and so I don't do it. Someday will I? Probably, but I I think a lot of people's priorities are probably just backwards, really, and I I don't know. I, I, I can't understand what they think, you know, when, when they decide to do these things that, that look really, really stupid to the rest of us. Well, they're not thinking. That's just it. They're not. Because if they were, they wouldn't be doing it. That's it. It's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I see some people keeping venomous animals on YouTube. Some of them are really, you know, they got their game down. They got, you know, the right security on their cages. They're really careful about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I see these other knuckleheads, they're all over the place. I mean, they open up the cage door and that, that co- those cobras are so alert and so like active. Like you open the cage door, a lot of them just shoot right out and they're right up in your face. And you know, like I, I can't imagine. I mean, you, you gotta be half crazy, seriously, because it would scare me to have something like that in the house. It really was. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't. I, I remember a while back seeing a person who was talking to a local on a local news station one morning. And he's uh, he's been a longtime member of our of our community. And he did a great job, except I, I, I always had one problem that the snake he had, when they asked him if it would bite, he said no. And I, I always told him that, that, that that's it just bothers me because just, just because it won't doesn't mean it doesn't remember how, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with, with those cobras and those alligators and stuff. I mean, I watched one the other day, what was it from Tinley where the alligator loaded itself up in the back of the damn van? You know, that was, that was amazing, but that doesn't mean that thing wouldn't think twice about spinning around and killing somebody, you know? And, and I, I, I've always thought, I don't, I don't care if it's a lion. I don't care if it's a buffalo or a rattlesnake. I've always thought if people have the proper education and the proper facilities and the proper means, there should not be any restrictions on what we can and can't keep. Um, I agree with that. I do. Unfortunately, what hurts us is the people that get things that they can't keep. And then you end up having alligators on the Potomac River, you know, and and it it just, I, I don't really know. I don't know what we can do to fix it. I, I mean, I, I see far too often something questionable happen and everybody just kind of goes and gets their McDonald's and their, and their mocha at Starbucks and moves on with their life and doesn't say anything about it. And, you know, maybe, maybe if some of these people were actually put on the spot, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody's entitled to a mistake and a second chance, but what, what we need to make sure is there's not a third chance. You know, we don't want them doing it again because there's, so many people out there that are so responsible with what they're doing and it's it's just killing them because they're fighting every day to keep this stuff just so some jackass can go some reporter can go buy a cobra at a show or somebody buy an alligator and let it go in the river you know and it's 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 so troubling when you work so hard but you just can't do anything about you know you can't stop those people from doing that kind of stuff well you have a special award that you give to these uh, idiots on your show right <laughs> oh, I haven't done it in a little while. But we used to have a segment called Douchebag of the Day. And uh yeah, that was that that was always uh that was always a well liked segment unless of course you were the main character on it, then you were pretty mad at me. But uh you know luckily through all the hundreds of times that I've done it, I've only had a handful of them actually say something to me. 
if it, if, you know, that's that's tough. I mean, if it's uh, if it's something that you know could add to the add fuel to the fire and you know potentially hurt us big time by I don't know having more legislation passed against us. I don't know, Jay. I I know I know how you feel. Believe me. But well, and, and I mean, we're, we're, we're we're not just we're not just fighting against these organizations that we all hear about the Humane Society and and the Fish and Wildlife Service. We're also fighting against Wapita, uh, for example. You know, they're they're a, a little herd name within our community, but they still disagree with what we do and would take any chance. And uh, you know, there's so many local humane societies. While most of them are good. They just don't understand and disagree. And then, of course, any, you know, Western red-blooded American redneck hates snakes. So regardless of what we do with them or what kind they are, they they have no problem voting against having one in their neighborhood. So, you know, it, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a never-ending fight, I guess. Part of me thinks, though, that the fight is necessary because it helps us helps us earn this in a sense, you know. Because like nothing that's worth anything, you know. I don't know. How does this thing go? <laughs> um, nothing that's worth know, anything comes easily. Exactly. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah. And yeah, if we got to fight for it, I think we're going to appreciate it more. That's the point I'm trying to make. And well, we will. I feel we will, like. But... Yeah. I mean, we 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 we, the, we have to remember to fight the right way, you know, and 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 information and education always triumphs over hate, and I I can't tell you how many times I've taken a person, one of these quote unquote good old boys that cuts rattlesnakes in half every day, and turned them around to you know I mean I don't expect them to keep them I don't expect them to kiss them but at least they quit killing them. You know, and, and it can happen. The problem, though, is when somebody, you know, if if somebody tells you about a <clears throat> a gecko that they killed or something, and you just fire off at how retarded they are, well, they're they're just going to go kill a couple more. You know, and and if you mm-hmm. be patient, and sometimes it might take a year to get through to them, but if you be patient and educate them, then more often than not, they they turn around and. You know, I've I've always found, you know, every time I hear a a story, well, you know, we all know the saying, the only good snake is a dead snake. The only every time I ever hear that, any kind of anger I I feel, I don't show it. I I just well, okay, you know, that that's what you say. That's not what I say. You know, and and it always pays off because. Most of the people that say stuff like that don't mean it. They're just saying it to get a rise out of you. And when they realize they don't get a rise out of you, then you kind of set the grounds to actually sit down and talk to them about it. And and when you do that, they they start to realize that this fear they've had is kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, especially the fact that these rattlesnakes, I mean, we folks, we have a problem with people killing rattlesnakes here and in, in America. And uh, these rattlesnakes do not go seeking out people to bite them. They just don't. In fact, they, whenever they feel, feel you coming, they, they give you a warning by rattling their tail. They're trying to tell you, stay away. You know, and, that's, and they're, they're so scared of you. 
and they will always retreat unless they're cornered, and and they have no other, you know, no other thing, no other way to protect themselves. That's the last resort when they strike at you. So well, they, I mean, they they I, don't want to bite you. Their their defense mechanism it's a it's a it's a secondary purpose for their defense mechanism. Their venom is designed to eat. They don't want to use it on you. You know, yeah. they, but I mean, obviously, it's if saliva. You, if you reach down and grab one around the neck, you're going right. to get bitten, and it's just they don't want to bite you. It's not worth it to them to waste it and have to build it back up and not eat until they do. And it, it's just it amazes me. I mean, I, I I can understand how somebody not educated on the topic can can have a you know. I guess getting that sense of urgency when they see one. I mean, they're they're an intimidating animal to come across, especially when you find a big one. But you know, you realize once you understand them. I mean, that snake that looks like it's staring you down, wanting to eat you. It's just waiting to see what you're going to do, so it can run the other way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, all right. Well, Jay, on that note, let's take a quick break. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, play our second sponsor plug. Hey, Jay, um, we reported on uh, Nick Esposito uh, having a theft at the Finley Show. Would you mind if we brought him on for a couple minutes after the break just to tell a story? Maybe help him uh, reclaim reclaim his animals? Okay, cool. All right, hang tight, folks. We'll be right back. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, superworms, and crickets for your pets, contact them at www.rainbowmealworms.net. Ron Tremper is the biggest contributor to leopard gecko morph making, known worldwide for his amazing examples of living art. You can now download his Leopard Gecko Care app, his Morph Encyclopedia app called Leopard Gecko Pro, and visit his site, leopardgecko.com, to see where morphs are made. Giantleopardgecko.com specializes in giant and supergiant leopard geckos with a focus on selectively bred, exceptional lines of many different morph combinations, including high-end African fat tails and crested geckos. With over 17 years of experience in herpetoculture, Keith Kiggins brings you quality, integrity, and value. Check out GiantLeopardGecko.com on the web and on Facebook. Supreme Gecko is a great source for crested geckos, day geckos, and other species, including micro geckos. Wally Kern is a top-notch breeder and gecko enthusiast. Visit SupremeGecko.com for his available animals and supplies. ABDragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches. Whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps, abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt reptile heat tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com 
online and on Facebook. And that's right, folks. Make sure you use the code GECKO at checkout with AB Dragons, and you're going to get 5% off standard code. All right. Uh, go ahead, Tim. Um, folks, we're going to bring on Nick Esposito. We mentioned earlier in the show, unfortunately, on his way to Tinley, uh, he had uh, a lot of geckos stolen from his vehicle. Um, Nick is usually at a lot of the Northeast shows. Um, his business name is That Weird Gecko Guy. Um, Nick, are you with us? I'm here. Nick, uh, it's very unfortunate. We're very sorry to hear uh, such bad news, um, but we'd like, hopefully, to help you uh, recover, at least, you know, maybe get the word out. I'm sure, uh, knowing you, that there were very rare geckos um, that you had. So tell us what happened. Um, I drive uh, I drive from Baltimore to Chicago for Tinley every October, and it's a drive I make myself. It's like 11 hours or so. Um, I stopped, <clears throat> excuse me, at a rest stop, and I pulled off to go in to go to the restroom. And when I, ca- I came out and got back in my car, and when I got in, you know, like if something's moved, you think that I moved that? I got in, and the shipping box that I had in the front seat was gone. I'm like, where did, and as soon as I thought that, I saw my GPS was gone. My glove box had been opened. Um, when I pulled into the rest stop, there was one other car in it that had one guy in it who was sitting there using his phone. When I got out, he was gone. Um, I called the police, and in near, as near as anyone can figure, he just was waiting for a single driver car to pull in and go in the rest stop because all he stole was what was in the front seat. All my stuff that was in the back seat was there. I actually had my tablet out, like, out of its bag on my back seat. That was there. The box in back was there. So I'm assuming it was someone who just was going to steal something, and my tape shut box was just what went with it. Oh, man. Um, so these so these uh, geckos are probably, like, I don't know. God knows where they are right now. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I assumed that they would either show up at a local reptile show, which hap- which was today, but they didn't show up there. I have friends who uh, promote that show and work at that show. Um, or they would have shown up on, like, local Craigslist, but I've been watching, and there's been nothing. Oh, man. This is terrible, but man. My, my assumption is someone stole not, they didn't steal animals. They stole a box. They didn't know what was in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got took, you. like, my phone charger and my GPS and... I mean, it was it was a lot. It was over a hundred animals. Huh. And what oh species were, um, were taken? Well, I actually um, I'm getting married in like a month, so I brought most of my breeders. Figuring I'll sell some of them, and then as stuff sells, I'll put other stuff back under the table. So it was a, almost all of my pachydactylus. Um, it was all of my hemidactylus. Uh, it was actually a bunch of rachidactylus adults, like chihuahuas, gargs, cresteds. Um, oh there were a couple pairs of felsuma in there. I'm trying to think of what else was there. There was, I think that that's all that was in there. And then some other odds and ends. But the bulk of it's going to be something that if you're not a giant gecko nerd, you're not going to know what it is. Well, this guy probably, or this person probably doesn't even have an interest in geckos. They're, these geckos are probably in the garbage or something. I don't uh, know that, who they are. I mean, that my when they didn't show up on Craigslist in the first, like, 24 hours, I figured they were, like, honestly, I hate to say it, I figured he just threw them away or dumped them or whatever, 
I called the pet stores that were in the area to see if someone brought them in and tried to dump them for sale. Um, but I'm sure they had no idea what they opened. You know what I mean? Jesus, man. Yeah, oh, my God. No. Well, there's got to be cameras at this rest stop. I, I would think there is. Um, there's so. one. I've spoken to the police. I, I Unfortunately, because they're animals, I think a lot of people don't take that seriously when they're reptiles because both times I've talked to this police, they're like, so they stole your phone charger and your GPS. I'm like, I don't care about the GPS. They can have six of them. I don't care. Like, it's the thousands and thousands of dollars worth of animals. Oh, my God. But, you know, I'm I mean, so like, sorry, Nick. I appreciate that, and I don't want to downplay what happened because, I mean, realistically, that was the past 10 years of me collecting geckos. It's gone. But I'm the way I'm just looking at it is, you know, I'm okay. Like, Rico passed away this weekend. He had problems, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay. I still have a job. I can pay my bills. I'll just get more animals again. And even at the show this weekend, like, word got around enough that people that I sold geckos to years ago, like, when they were two people that I sold their first geckos to came up to me and gave me geckos, um, a seven-year-old kid actually, he'd seen it on Facebook with his dad. And when he found out who I was, he went and bought me a baby crested gecko and gave it to me. I'm not going to lie. After the little <laughs> kid walked away from the table, I may have cried because that was about the sweetest <laughs> thing I've seen a little kid do. Um, I gave my card to his parents and said, it's going to take me five years to recover from this. Probably if this kid's still into it when he's in high school, you come find me. And I don't know what I'm going to give him, but. You know, well, like, well, we're going to help you. We're going to help you, Nick, if we can. I know, and I, and you know what? The community comes together during things like this. We always really, even like, people that don't get along too good come together for this kind of stuff. You know? No, absolutely. And you know, like I um, my fiance does, does, didn't come with me because she had to stay for work, and I kept calling her, and she's like, "I'm at work." I'm like, "Somebody just gave me another gecko." I looked at geckos on someone's table. I, a vendor that I used to know when I lived in Chicago that I haven't spoken to in seven years, I was looking at geckos on his table, and I said, hey, I'd like to buy these. And he was like, no. And I said, okay. And I went to walk away. He's like, no, Nick, you can have them, but you can't buy them. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I heard what happened. You know, I'm not taking your money. Jeez. You know what, Nick? Um, I was just about to buy some... Um, Pachydaculus rangii from uh, from Holly, and uh, I have a male here, and I was I was going to buy a, a few unsexed ones from him. If you don't have those, I'm willing to give you my mail and uh, what I'm getting from Holly if you if you need them if you want them. You uh, you absolutely do not have to do that, and I want you to know that I don't expect anyone to do that, but I am appreciating what everyone's doing for me. Well, I yeah, and it's to. nice uh, to get some to get some good news yeah. out of uh, out of all this. Yeah, I I definitely want to do it, Nick. I, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of bad news on this show tonight, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is this is really upsetting, and you know, between you know Rico and a couple of the news stories and this, I I tell you, I feel like jumping off of my roof. You know, I I just uh, it's upsetting, man. I know how you can be feeling. I can I can only imagine. What about leopard geckos? Do you into leopard geckos, or are they like? Uh, I actually do not. I never have. Um, 
Okay. But right. I, I mean, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at uh, White Plains. I'll stop by and see you. You're gonna be there. Uh, White Plains in November. I actually will not be there. I will be on my honeymoon. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then but the next Nick, next time, Nick, are you gonna be in Long Island? No, I, I uh, the next show the next show I'm doing is Hamburg next weekend, and then I'm taking. Um, oh, I'll see you at Hamburg. Uh, I'm taking probably the next two months off from shows. I, I mean, I know Tim's married. I don't know if you're married, but I'm sure that my life will be too crazy to really be organized for a show. And <laughs> I'm doing Hamburg because I have I I have dry goods and stuff like that, but. I think I probably need to take a month or two and regroup and really figure out what I can bring to shows and can't bring to shows other than dry goods because I I don't know what to do. You know, like I went to Tinley figuring I'll sell a bunch of my for sale animals and some breeders just to make extra money for the wedding, and now I don't have any for sale animals. So I don't know that I'm – other than Hamburg, I don't know that I'm going to do shows for a couple months until I figure out how I'm doing things and – do you know, and like Nick. I said, the commu- the community has been amazing to me. And like, two of my friends came up to me and they're like, "Hey, you have Hamburg next weekend, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they gave me a stack of geckos, <clears throat> and they said, "Take these wholesale, so you have something to sell." And I said, "I don't have any money. I didn't have animals to sell." And they're like, "Yeah, just take them and just pay me wholesale price when you sell them. I don't care. Just have something for the show. You know what I mean?" Nick, why don't you give? Uh you know, your email address or whatever contact information you want to give out. If any of our listeners, you know, if anybody sees or hears of, uh, you know, someone trying to sell uh, some of these rare species um, that they could contact you and, and, you know, possibly get you some information that way. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, on the internet, I am that weird gecko guy. Um, You can Facebook message me. You can post to my page. If you want to message me personally and not my business page, I'm facebook.com backslash stalknick here. Um, my phone number for that weird gecko guy is all over the internet. So okay. not too active on many of the forums. So honestly, Facebook or my webpage contact form would be the best way to get a hold of me. Right. Awesome. So, right. and and we'll, uh, we'll put some stuff together for you. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll put a post on our Facebook page as well to uh, get the message out and, and, um, and we'll take it from there. All right, Nick. I really appreciate that. I mean, and again, I, I personally believe that those geckos thrown away, but just in case I'm wrong or just in case someone's sitting on them, I mean, I, I guess I'm hoping to win the lottery, but it's all right. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, yeah. congratulations. All right. Um, start, uh, start looking ahead and look forward to your wedding. All right, buddy. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, it was, it, it, my collection is gone, so I just have to start as a new gecko keeper. But I'm fine. I'm okay. You know what I mean. So that's just how where, I have to look at it. Mention again where uh, where the incident happened. Uh, it was about 15 minutes east of Columbus, Ohio. On uh, what was it? 70. I was taking 70 west, and it was right before I got to Columbus. So we got to spread the word around. T- I'm sorry. Is there any chance you were followed, Nick? From I don't else? think. I don't think so. And if they if they knew they were stealing geckos, they would have. There were there were more than one styro in the car. 
they didn't get all the styros. Like if someone knew they were stealing geckos, you could easily see another big styro in the car that was still there. If you were going to steal geckos, you wouldn't have wasted your time unplugging my phone charger to steal that. You would have just grabbed the two styros. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I had I had the two biggest styros I own in the car. The biggest one was in the front seat, on like in the passenger seat, and then in the back I had like my I had my hatchback laid down so like I could get a bunch of stuff in there. There was another huge styro back there. They didn't touch that. They didn't try and open that door. They didn't. So I really I really do not think that someone was trying to steal geckos. I think someone was trying to steal something, and the geckos just happened to be what they got. You know, okay. Are making any attempt to look at the video from that? Um, uh, from I've, that I've done the dance with. I've done a dance on the phone with the police about it a little bit. There's one camera there. I got one guy finally to actually view the tape today. I think just to shut me up because I just kept calling, and mm-hmm. um, he says that a car pulled up next to mine, opened my passenger door, which was locked. Like he jimmied my lock. And then just yanked a bunch of stuff out of my front seat and drove off, but there was no front license plate on his car. So they said they kind of have a vague description of him, but the camera wasn't like it wasn't close and it's not that good. I, in hindsight, I probably saw the guy because uh, there was one guy in the rest stop when I was there and he was gone. But you don't think about it when you pull in a rest stop and someone's in the rest stop. You don't think, oh, I better watch them. You know what I mean? Wow, and yeah, and Nick, I I kind of assumed that you had left the door unlocked. I didn't think um, I was. I totally wasn't thinking that someone would would jimmy the door that quickly. No, um, I mean, if for, I mean, I I know I'll see you soon, Tim. Like, if you're near my car, I can show you. Like, they pulled my handle open and then stuck something. It like the police officer said it looked like a screwdriver, or something underneath my handle, and popped it open. That's crazy. And and to do it in a place like that, like, that they, you know, that usually there are a ton of cameras at gas stations, you know, just for... It it wasn't a gas station. It it was not a gas station. It was a rest station. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, I got it. Yeah, it was a, you know, like, the little, like, you pull off, you go in, there's a bathroom, there's, like, a map, there's a vending machine, and you just pull right back on. Yeah. That's what it was. And when I pulled in, there was one car in there that was in one of the first parking spots, but it was just a guy typing away furiously on his phone. I'm like, all right, that's totally me. Every time I pull into a rest stop, the first thing I do is <laughs> respond to my texts, check my emails, check my Facebook, and then I go to the bathroom and do what I got to do, and then I get back on the road. So he didn't, like, he did, wasn't doing anything unusual. He didn't look up at me. He didn't whatever, and I, I locked my car. I know I locked my car because I alarmed it. Well, wow, that's so unfortunate, Nick. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll get the word out, and if anything can be done, you know, we'll we'll help you out. All right. I I really appreciate that, guys. And I mean, thanks for spreading it around. My only hope is that it gets around enough that when the person does go to dump it, whoever they go to dump it to will have heard about it. Yep. All right. And there. All right. Well, we hope uh, we hope you find out, Nick. And I'll, I'll be at the I'll stop by and see you at the Hamburg uh, Saturday. All right, man. That that'd be great. I'm looking forward to seeing you. All right, cool. All right. Uh, um, hey, Nick. Uh, one last thing. Uh, once everything gets back to normal, uh, you're welcome to come on the show for your own interview if you'd like. That would be awesome. I'd gladly do that. Awesome. All right. Good luck with your wedding and everything. See you Saturday. 
All right. Thanks. You guys have a great weekend. Take care, Nick. All right. Let's go ahead and bring back Jay. Uh, Jason, thanks for uh, giving Nick some time. Uh, very unfortunate, man. Yeah, that that's that's terrible. You know, I'd, I'd like to say first of all, I got a ton of respect for the people that have helped him out and given him geckos and stuff. I mean, those are those are the type of people I'd be proud to be friends with. Yeah, I and that's terrible. You know, it's yeah, it's so heartbreaking. You know, imagine all those years of of keeping you know those those species and and working with them, and to have them just gone like that is so unfortunate. Well, and I, I think that, that, I mean, I, I, I think I'd be taking that real hard because of all that time that goes into it and, and knowing the fact that this person probably just opened a box and they're probably sitting in a dumpster behind the rest stop, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's terrible, you know, but I, I, I think the odds of you know, a gecko person or any reptile person opening that, that thing up is, is probably not in his favor. No, no, it probably ditched somewhere, which is, you know, really just, oh, I don't know. I, I, I would, if it were me, I would start cruising around Columbus area looking through garbage, you know? I mean, I, but at, at the same time, you know, like, how do you put your life on hold like that, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and try that. It, it, something similar happened um, uh, to a guy that I work with in a, in a, bad neighborhood in Manhattan he had his hockey equipment stolen out of his car and everybody you know you would assume like where we worked like there there are no ice arenas you know someone just saw a big bag probably thought it was tools or something took it and he did the same thing he went around to all the dumpsters figuring the person just dumped it off as quick as they could and never never found it you know (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't that person's intention to smell to steal real stinky hockey equipment well, and I mean, uh, shoot, the, the fact that he's getting married, I mean, it's supposed to be one of the happiest days of his life, and he's probably going to have this at the back of his head the whole time. It's terrible. Yeah, knowing Nick, I'm sure he probably wouldn't even care not to get the animals back, but just to know that the animals were in, you know, were going to be taken care of well, you know, yeah. would, would be better than, you know, kind of assuming that they're in a dumpster somewhere. Yeah, that's got to be rough. I'll send a message to Oliver real quick before I forget. I'll let him know I'm going to give these guys to uh, to Nick. Yeah, I mean, I don't really need them that badly. You know, they're cool, but, you know, it's I can live. I got a thousand leopard geckos, so, you know. Jason, um, th- again, thanks for uh, for letting us bring Nick on there. Um Tell us uh, kind of what what plans do you have for the future? Um, you know, where do you see yourself taking uh, the 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 stuff you're working on now, and um, and where would you like to be? You know, in in the near future. You know, I don't I I don't really have a plan. I guess I mean I right now I'm just working on sustaining. It, it's I having a year off. You know, I'm I'm not used to the to the daily grind and the the hustle and everything. So I've, I've hit some roadblocks in that department, but I mean, my, I, I, I would have to say if I had any goal, it's the same as the, the first day I started doing this. And it's just to promote the hobby that I love and, and try to make a difference eventually someday, hopefully. 
Well, you're making a difference. Uh, you know, because what else? Uh, there's other sources, of course, but nobody does it like you, Jay. <laughs> well, that, that that that's because sometimes the truth hurts. You know, and it's uh, re- regardless of how painful it is, it is the truth, and it, it, well, a lot of a lot of your hot stories are related to legislation, and you know, the, you do have some strong opinions about that, and we've talked a little bit about U.S. Arc and and how you feel about U.S. Arc, and um, what do you think about legislation and U.S. Arc's role and everything? What do you think? How do you, what are your feelings about all that? Well, you know, the the answer as far as legislation goes is very simple. I disagree with it. Um, I, I do have a small question in the back of my head that maybe we're at the point where we, as as a community, where we have to be rescued from ourselves because it's just so far out of control that regardless of, of who you are or what you do, you can't control the next guy. Um but as far as fighting legislation, you know, I, I don't uh, – this is the rough question, Dave. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with the way it, with the way the legislation is being fought, I guess is the easy answer. I don't agree with it at all. Um, I, I believe that the, the people we're fighting are sitting back in their recliners, smoking their cigars, laughing at us. Um, you know, we can't – when we lost the – ability to to keep a few constrictors that that was a a huge loss and what i'm looking at now is we didn't learn from that loss we're fighting the next fight the same way we lost the first fight and it it troubles me i don't i don't see and i i don't know all the inner workings of these organizations that are supposedly fighting for us but what i see on the outside is the same old you know sign this petition take this pre-written letter and sign your name on it and send it to your congressman. And, and I mean, clearly, um, while the battle was fought last time very well, it didn't work. And and I don't understand why we do the same thing again. Um, I do feel at the, at the congressional level, we're, we're at a point now where we've got to have somebody there speaking for us. Um, I just, like, like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, with the way it's being done. What would you do differently? Oh God, that that's uh, I don't know, Dave. I I mean, if I if, if like I said before, if I had the answer, I'd be wealthy. I you know, yeah. um, I I really don't know, and and I mean that that's that's really true. If I had the answer, I mean, I'm I think everybody that knows me knows that, that regardless of how harsh my opinion might be, I don't hold it back. And if I had the answer, I'd, I'd be more than willing to share it. I, I just don't, you know, it's it's one of those things, I, I guess it's kind of like the domino effect that I'm seeing here. And, you know, the only way to stop it is to change what you're doing. And I, I don't know. I don't know what, I, I mean, I, I guess the if I had to pick one way to stop it, um, as bad as it sounds, I wouldn't necessarily focus on the people we're fighting, but focus on policing ourselves. Um, you know, if you if you give a four year old a match, they're going to start a fire. So let's let's take the match away, and and you know try to try to settle our own problems. Um, unfortunately, we can't just 
completely step back 100% because as soon as we let our guard down, there goes the guillotine and we're done. But I, I, I just, I find it hard to see everything going on and then also try to defend at, at the same time. I mean, so some of the questionable practices that, that we're doing are very, very hard to defend. Yeah, I know. You know, I don't think we've ever had this issue so so drastic as it is now because I guess we've become visible to those outside forces now. You know, herpetoculture 20 years ago or, you know, even, you know, 30 years ago when I was a kid, when I first started, you know, it was just starting out. Nobody really, it was kind of like underground, so to speak. You know, it was the, the main people that were keeping reptiles were, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I guess clean-cut people that were, uh, you know, very serious, uh, um, you know, interested in these animals and learning and uh, basically trying to figure out how to breed them. And, you know, the whole thing was just getting them to survive in captivity, learning how to, to keep all these different species. I and mean, that, all that knowledge is now able to, you know, you can get it from Google. So now yeah. it's gone from that to basically, you know, it's so accessible to just any type of person. Now a lot of great people getting involved with the reptiles. I don't know, that's that's the truth. And then with that comes a lot of irresponsible people. And but you know, you also, you know, with all these people coming into it now, now the money is coming in too because you know the caging, the equipment, the supplies, the food. It's become a big business and. It's only going to continue to grow. And, you know, it's not about, I don't even think it's so much about legislation, this and that. It's about, it's about states getting their, their permit money. It's about money. It's about, you know, uh, organiz- it's about others getting a cut of the action, you know? And well, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I need to be very clear that, that as far as legislation goes, I, I could totally sign off on something that required a permit to keep, a, you know, a dangerous animal or something. I, I, I can totally agree with that. It's it's the the outright ban that that I disagree with, and you know I I, I mean I I've I've been in this hobby for a long time. I, not not as long as some people, but you know I I believe if I remember right, it was like 1970. Or somewhere around there, where the first python was found in Florida. Well, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't need somebody defending us at at the federal level or or at any level, for that matter. And and in my opinion, some of the best years that this hobby's ever seen happened with with no oversight, with no with no protection. We did our thing. We were for the most part responsible, and you know, we just nobody paid any attention to us and in, in, in fact for lack of a better term we were just freaks that that nobody cared about and you know now all of a sudden you've got you know a show here in northern california that i went to you might get 30,000 people going to a show well yeah that's that's going to draw some attention and you know a, a venomous display that draws the uh, fish and wildlife service to to inspect and everything but Again, the problem there is there's nothing wrong with that. And, I, I mean, you can bet if something was wrong with that, you'd be seeing it on the 5 o'clock news, and you don't. Um, 
I, I just, it, it, it hurts me to see where we were in, you know, 1985 and then see where we are now. And uh, there's, there's so many more amazing things going on now, yet we have to fight 30 times as hard to do them. Yes. Yes, that's it. It's a struggle. It's the struggle. And, you know, you can relate it also to America in general. We're having this struggling fight for our liberties, freedoms, and privacies like, we, like we've never had to before in the past. So maybe, maybe it's not just herpetoculture that's under attack. Maybe it's everything. Maybe it's the entire way of American life. And maybe it's not even isolated to America because we speak to breeders and keepers in Europe that are having troubles. So well, I, maybe I, it's, a I, global, I mean, it's a global thing. I, I I agree, and I, you know, I've always said, for example, and I, I guarantee you at least two people are going to take this out of context, but just for example, if somebody didn't agree with U.S. ARC or whatever, the the best way to change is to hit the pocketbook, you know, and, and w- when you have, I, I don't even know what kind of donations and membership fees they get anymore, I mean, I, I I kind of moved away from all of these organizations. Oh, I guess it's been a couple of years now. Um, but the, they can't operate without money. And the people donating to them and the people that are paying for membership and everything, I know there's people out there that, that don't like them. And I know there's people out there that love them. And, you know, I, I, I respect both sides. but But at the same time, so many people, whether it be in the reptile uh, community or, as you say, everywhere else in the world, we're just too happy going about our merry little lives with our smartphones and our SUVs, and you know we're let them do what they want to do. It doesn't affect me, and and that's that's the wrong way to look at it. The the only way to fix things is to stand up and fix them. You know, it, it's uh, what how, how's the old saying go? Don't look for the remote. Get up and change a channel yourself. You know, and it, it just, that's how it is. But un, un, unfortunately, while while I might not agree with the way the fight is going for our hobby, I can go ahead and stand up for that. But somebody else that agrees is going to stand up for that. And now we're sitting here bickering and fighting amongst ourselves right in the public view. Meanwhile, our entire livelihood is being stripped out from underneath us. For what? You know, just so one of us can be right or wrong on Facebook or something? I mean, is it really worth it? No, definitely not. And and that's what's happening. A lot of the energy that should be directed at, you know, a certain place is lost on Facebook. I mean, it's a lot of energy just putting, putting, you know, being put into nothing. And, you know, and then tomorrow the threat is gone. And there's all this yada, yada, yada back and forth between people that goes nowhere and solves nothing and does nothing. And it's, and I think... Or I think our enemies uh, definitely. I think you're right. They are laughing because they're seeing, they're seeing just that. They're seeing the community fighting amongst each other online, and they know that you know anything that happens on Facebook basically stays on Facebook because it's not having any effect on reality. A lot in a lot of in a lot of different cases. So, you know, how do we get the people to, you know, I, I call it Facebook zombifying of people. How do we get people to get away from Facebook and not be just a Facebook zombie and 
you know, and and get up and fight and do something and, and put the energy in in the right direction. How do we do I, it? I mean, that, I, I don't know. That, I I think that's the golden question right there, and I I, I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure it needs to be done. I mean, the the internet is one of the most powerful sources on the planet for the for the spread of information and everything. And uh, I mean, obviously, arguing amongst ourselves does absolutely no good. And you know, everybody can do their happy little thing on Facebook or 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 whatever other network is their pleasure, and and still do some good. It's just the as you said, the the focus of energy. Where's where's it being put? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna hate somebody because they've got green eyes instead of the people that are trying to take your snakes away? What you know, and and are you know you're gonna feel good because you went online and you signed a little petition that nobody's ever gonna look at anyway? It, you know, it it just mm-hmm. doesn't. And, and, and I mean, all these things that are done, these petitions and everything. I'm I'm sure they're all done with the with the best intentions, but every petition, every letter. Every any kind of communication is only as good as the person that's going to look at it. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say, but most of these responses that we get from our state representatives and stuff are just generic responses that some aide printed out and signed and sent to you. You know, m- most of these senators and, and Congress people don't ever even read this crap. And, and they sure as hell don't go on these petition sites and look at the results. They don't care. What they care about is somebody's lining their pocket to fight for some legislation, and who's lining their pocket or who's helping them out the most? That's that's the way they're going to lean when it comes time to vote, and it it just it is what it is. And I I don't I don't think I mean obviously you know if you and I put our checkbook together, we're not going to even come up with the amount of pocket change that the Humane Society carries around every single day. So that's no way to, you know, you can't, you can't fight them with the, with the wallet like that. But I, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for, for the negativity and, uh, and the focus of attention. And, you know, I, I, I can remember still when I got my first snake that somebody took the time knowing that I wasn't going to buy anything from them to teach me how to care for this first snake that I got, you know, and little did they know that they were, they were planting the seed that would turn into a passion later in life. And I can honestly say to this day, I don't think I ever bought anything from them. And now you go up and ask somebody a question and it's like, yeah, you know, no, you you don't, you don't pay me. So I'm not going to answer your question. And you know, it's it's so much easier when somebody asks what someone might consider a stupid question. It's so much easier to go on the Internet and, you know, drag that person through the mud than it is just to answer their damn question. Yeah, you're right. And uh, you and I feel the same about how new hobbyists are treated. We both hate to see new hobbyists mistreated. That's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And and this is not something that's new. This is something that's been going on for years. And it's, it just, it's aggravating to see, you know, I'd be willing to wager that 75% of the people that come into this hobby 
already got the animal they wanted. And that's why they're asking questions. They didn't do the right thing. They didn't research first. Okay, this is a given. So when somebody comes in and asks a question, telling them to go do their research before they get an animal is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Help them out. You know, bring, bring them up the right way. Help them out so they'll pay it forward later and help someone else out and, and create a, a positive atmosphere instead of just continuing to be negative. I'm sure most of these people that give newcomers crap it's because they got crap when they were newcomers. Yeah. I just can't, just because of the sheer volume, I just can't help everybody anymore. It's just, I can't do it. If, if that was the case, I wouldn't get anything done here. So, you know, I basically have to copy and paste things that showing people, you know, buy this book or, you know, check this out. You know what I mean? So... Well, and there, there's nothing wrong with recommending a book for somebody, but there is some, but something wrong with dragging them through the mud because they didn't read that book before they bought their gecko, you know. And and I'm I'm sure you have no part of that, you know. And and it's it's understandable that you can't sit down and take personal time with every single person that asks a question, but it just your your approach to to answering the ones you can makes a huge difference to the future. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, definitely important. Tim, are you with us? I'm here. Enjoying, enjoying uh, Jason's insight on all this stuff. <laughs> Jason, I just made, uh, like, this is this is a little off topic. What uh, so what species do you keep and work with? Oh gosh, I got too many. Um, I've <laughs> I've been a that's that's another uh, common theme. Yeah, I, I've been a, a long-time enthusiast of corn snakes. Um, I, I know they're pretty plain and boring, but I've just always loved them. Uh, I got, I keep hognose snakes, Colombian boas. I just a couple weeks ago at our local show, um, I waited four years since I first got the idea to get them, but I picked up a pair of Amazon tree boas. And... I picked up a pair of python, uh, ball pythons, which I've I've never been huge on ball pythons, but these ones just really caught my eye. And the uh, the wife has uh, a little colony of green anoles, and she picked up a couple leopard geckos. And yeah, that that it's just kind of one of those ever growing things. I I never seem to settle a hundred percent in one place, and I'm always looking for the next thing to that interests me or, or the next thing that will challenge me in the future. And so far, it's the little devil Amazon tree boas that challenge me now. Nice. We have a caller on the line, I believe. Let's go ahead and take the call from the 517 area code. I'm not sure if you're listening or if you want to be on the air, but I'm going to bring you on. 517, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Five one seven, you there? Okay, they they got scared and dropped off. <laughs> it it sounded it sounded like they were driving. I wonder if they're uh, heading back from a, from a show. I handle that. Someone pocket dialed your show, Dave. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, you know, folks, if you do want to call in and and weigh in on anything that we're talking about, the number to call in is six four six. Four seven eight five three three one. All right. All right. Well, Jay, uh, you know we're nearing the end of the show. We're not not better than another uh, fifteen minutes or so. Um, 
you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we could talk about, but I want to open the floor to you. What, what are some of the things that you're really passionate about that, that you definitely feel is important that we should talk about tonight? Oh, man. Why do you make me decide? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think the most important thing, I, I guess, it isn't necessarily where we are, where we've been, but where we're going. And, you know, I, I don't think enough uh, importance can be placed on on a, a positive outlook. Um, you know, we have to – if we want people to take us seriously that, that don't necessarily understand our hobby, then we need to we need to first take our own selves and our own hobbies seriously. Um you know, you're not you're not going to sell a a gun to somebody at a show without showing some kind of documentation that they can have it. I'm sure, you know. And I I just I I I I think it's you know a lot can probably be said about maybe I mean maybe some of the, some of the negativity that we see nowadays should be buried and and maybe there needs to be a you know, a dedicated group that, that that's pushing the positivity. And I mean, I know that that's something I've always enjoyed about, about your group on, on Facebook and your radio show is, you know, you don't, you don't want to deal with the drama. You want everything to be positive. And it, it's kind of a nice change of pace when you deal with negative every single day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think a lot can be said if we, if we start making things happy and fun and positive again, um, we're obviously going to have our down days. Our, I, I truly believe that our losses are are not over yet. We're we're still going to lose more before things start getting better. But um, I guess it's just the way the way we handle ourselves during those losses are going to dictate how the next one goes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we do have a caller on the, a real caller this time. Caller from the four two three area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hello. Uh, this is Mike Reed. I've been following Jason for quite a while now. I just wanted to call in and say hello. All right. Hey, how's it going? Do you, you have a question for us or a comment? I'll just tell Jason that we're glad he's back, and I do enjoy listening to him. and Don't always agree with everything he says, but... <laughs> You're not going to have two people agree on everything, but I do enjoy the stories he does, and I'm glad to see him back. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for calling in and uh, and weighing in on stuff. I'm sure you appreciate that. CJ, people do love you. Yeah, you know, Dave, I'm sure you can relate. When you get, like, 3,000 emails or comments or whatever in a week, I mean, you, it's so hard to keep up with them all. But yes. every every now and then you 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 get some kind of interaction with a person that you interact with so regularly that it just hits you right away as soon as you see it. And I'll tell you what, he's one of those people. You know, you I, recognize I you know who he is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't even know who that is. I you know, I'm always seeing whether it be a a social media post, a, a comment on YouTube, or or whatever it may be, I, I know the name, you know, so. Right. Yeah, well, I just got some, uh, I, it, but that's just it. I got like 50 to 100 
you know, questions sometimes a week or even more than that some weeks. And then sometimes I'll just get great, com- you know, compliments. Like today I got something great. You know, somebody was like, you know, thank you for all that you put into the radio show and the group and everything. You know, it's such a breath of fresh air, yada, yada. It was, you know, it's, it's, that's good to hear every once in a while. You know, it keeps you, keeps you motivated, you know. But at the same yeah. time, I, you know, it's also good to hear. I think it's good to hear some negative stuff, too, because, you know, I'm I'm motivated to do better than, you know, some other people out there that try to bring me down. And that, you know, that keeps me motivated, too. So either way, you know, I think we can take the input and use it to our advantage just by on our just by our own outlook of it. You know? Well, you know, it it, it reminds me of a of a bumper sticker that I saw and I'll I'll save the four letter words for another show, but basically it said you may love me, you may hate me, but you know my name. And and I I think that has a that speaks volumes for anybody that's going to take the time out of their life to say something bad about you. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, I guess to, to an extent we should be flattered that somebody that hated us took the time to tell us they hated us, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I get more people telling me to kill myself than not. So, <laughs> you know, and it, well, you it, know it's, what? You're, you're relevant. That's why when, when nobody says anything good or bad, then you're completely irrelevant. And then, then, you know, that's why some people, I think, get really depressed. But, uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 is good. it gets pretty bad. Here, the Christmas before last, I believe it was, my my mother bought me a shirt for Christmas. And it's a black shirt, and it says, I love haters on it. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad when your mother's buying you a shirt like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to wear that shirt tomorrow now. You and I have had some pretty pretty interesting conversations all fair, of course. And, you know, well, only, I, I I know most of our converse them. most of our conversations probably break about 34 laws in the FCC rule book. Um, <laughs> and, and and yeah. unfor- and unfortunately, most of them end with "Gee, thanks, Jason." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always end up. I don't know. I don't know. Today. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. What are we gonna? Do? Yeah. Well, like that. and you see, that's that that that's that's the amazing thing about the technology that we have right in front of us is we can <laughs> we can do stuff like that. And while you and I have so many interesting conversations off the air, those conversations can go on the air, and there's there's nothing anybody can do about it. We don't have to pay for studio time. We don't we don't have to beg some some news organization for coverage or anything, we can get right on a free website on the internet and we can put something out there and people can like it or they don't have to like it. Who cares? You know, and it, it's, I, I, I would, I think it would be amazing if I saw more people doing, I mean, don't, don't nobody do the news because, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it would be amazing though to, to, to see more people using this, this technology to to get their voices out there and and to be heard, you know, and and well, I, I mean just. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say we we've often said that, you know, well I know I've told you 
one day I may just go rogue and decide to, you know, tell everybody how how I feel, like like really, and just do a completely uncensored show. And uh, who knows? Maybe that would be maybe that would be like a huge thing, like to to really just uh, go all out. You know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's real hit and miss. I mean, you 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 can, I've I've said stuff on my show that, you know, I I don't ever necessarily regret anything I say because I really don't say it unless I feel it, you know. And so, but there are things that I look back on today, you know, four years ago that I think, eh. Maybe I should have worded that differently, or maybe I shouldn't have been as harsh. You know, you you could still get a point across without just being a jerk about it. But uh, you know, I I I think it's really important if if done the proper way to to do just that. To you know, you can't you can't hold back. Um, I've I've always been told, and and obviously I've I've read thousands of pages on how to do something on YouTube and one of the first things anybody that's ever made it anywhere tells you is don't act. Just do, do your thing, be yourself. And that's it. You know, more, more people will like you for being you, you know, you can, you can put on some Tom Cruise mask or whatever, and you can think you have a few friends, but they're not, you know, and, and you just, you need to be you. And I, I don't know, David, maybe it's just me, but I got to, I got a hard time seeing you being mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I can do it the way you do it. I don't know. You know, I I kind of, I I I don't know. Maybe, maybe it depends. Depends on how uh, how far I uh, how far I get in this. You know, I will say. But uh, well, I mean, we 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 just. I mean, I I, I think probably a hundred percent of everybody can agree we're we're going downhill um we might not be going down fast but we're going down we're not things aren't getting better and there there comes a point in time when you just need to stand up and say enough is enough and you know hopefully it doesn't come with a psychotic episode or anything but uh (laughs) i don't know i mean positive though sometimes well and and maybe and and maybe that's our problem. Maybe too many of us are just way too politically correct, you know. And right. and I I mean, I, I I guess to a certain extent, sometimes words just just need to be said for people to understand, you know, what the what the repercussions are of the way the way things are going. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. It's uh, it's uncertain. That's for sure. I I don't know if we should call it like you know a complete disaster yet but i just think things are a little bit uncertain and i think it's across the board not just with reptiles but think it's with everything in the world i think if we all sit down and keep going the direction we're going um when our children are fighting this fight for us i think we're all going to be really sorry we didn't do something different when we were able mm-hmm. um i right. think we're going to look back and we're going to say i should have done this i should have done this and you know, if you, you talk to any old-timer, I don't care where he's from or what he's done, just about every one of them has one of those, I should have done it while I could. And, you know, I I don't 
I can't really speak for everybody else, but I don't I don't want to ever tell my grandkids I should have done it. You know, I'd 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 rather tell stories about how I did something and failed miserably and and killed my brand because of it than saying I wish I'd have done this when I could have. Well, don't go killing your brand just yet. We like it. <laughs> well, you know, it it it's it's the uh the the sheer fact that it's uh strewn with with controversy and um you know, it it, it it's kind of a brand that helps kill itself. But uh <laughs> the, the good thing, you well, know, it's the it's it's the good thing about it is 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 I guess to a certain extent it's like the the Howard Stern show. You know, you got a you got a few people that listen to it cuz they like it and you got more people that hate you but just listen to see what you're going to say next. Yep, exactly. And we are coming to the end of the show and I hope that you're going to be you know, doing your show for you know, for a much long, you know, much longer time and just, you know, keep going strong. What do you think? Do you see yourself uh, you know, keeping it going or do you think you're uh what do you, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. How are you feeling about it? I, I I have no plans to go anywhere. Uh, I, I'm going forward and up. That's it. And Good. you know, I I I do have struggles with with schedules and deadlines and stuff. And I I just one of the most important things I told myself if I'm going to start doing this again is I've got to learn how you know Friday night when work is done to put it aside and and carry on with my my family life and stuff and no more of this 24 hour a day, seven day a week, building all up garbage. And so, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta figure out how to just kind of let it go and do its thing. And I gotta figure out how to get back into the, the hustle of a schedule, but you know, we may, it may be hitting this for a while, but I don't plan on going anywhere yet. Good. Good. Excellent. That's what I want to hear. Well, you're always welcome on our show, Jay, that's for sure. And I'm, you know, looking forward to, you know, the news and stuff that you bring to the community. And I know that people that don't know who you are and listen to our show are definitely going to find you now. So that's a good thing. And, uh, well, when's the next episode of the DRN? Um, I don't know, December? We should have something Monday. But uh, that, Monday, that that's okay. not set. That's not set in stone yet. Wednesday for sure, though. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right, Jay. Why don't you give out your information so folks can find you out there? All right. Well, it's uh, well on YouTube. It's YouTube.com/slash/reptile411. Uh, Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/dailyreptilenews. Uh, same thing. Um, well, I think my I think my YouTube account is connected with my Google Plus account now. Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/reptile411. Um, shoot, you can go to Google and type in either Reptile411 or Daily Reptile News, and you'll get 30,000 pages that lead to me. So, uh, DailyReptileNews.com. Um, hate mail Jason W at Daily Reptile News. Uh, <laughs> you know, not 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 too terribly difficult. Just uh, Look look where the fires are burning, and I'll be there somewhere. Awesome. All right, cool, Jay. I look forward to our next uh, off-air conversation, too, of course. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, you want to wake up, Tim, before you go? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks for coming on and uh, 
and sharing some of your unique views with uh, with our community. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. It's been depressing and fun at the same time. <laughs> cool. That's, uh, that's going to be we'll we'll send we'll send Steve uh, some homework. It's got to be all good news next weekend. Yeah, oh, God, he's Steve, just, he's he's killing my fire. He really out. is. Yeah. He, well, you know, I don't know. I I think Steve did his best, but there's just some bad stuff going on in the last few days. So, yeah, no, yeah, there's, there's there's definitely, and it's hard to ignore. It it it's really hard to ignore that bad stuff because good stuff's good, but bad stuff also needs to be heard too. That's true. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it on a good note. Uh, love daily reptile news, Jay. You're a man. Keep doing it. And uh, let's talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to it. All right, everybody. Uh, wow. What do you think, Tim? Good show. Of course. Uh, Definitely. But, you know, the beginning. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Nothing, nothing about Jay. I mean, Jay's a great guest, of course, but I feel a little drained from the bad news. I really do. You know, I just feel like a little wiped out today. What about you? I'm sure. Uh, I think, yeah, I think everybody probably is feeling the same way, and I'm sure a lot of people that are uh, heading home from Tinley, even if they, you know, had a great weekend, I'm sure they're all wiped out too. So, um, just one of those <laughs> days, and. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll get right back at it next week. Absolutely. All right, Tim. Thanks for uh, thanks for of course co-hosting as usual. And uh, you know I'll go ahead and uh, let you go, and I'll come back and do the outro. And uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Peace. Okay, folks. Check out the outro. I'm going to come back and uh, my closing remarks. I'm going to play an appropriate song for tonight's show. Be right back. Oh, wrong plug. I wanted to play this one. See, I'm really out of it. Here we go. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. The jazz music you heard tonight was generously donated and created by Jeremy Turgeon of J&D Reptiles. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for the great musical pieces. You can check out Jeremy at J&D Reptiles on YouTube and on Facebook. And a very special thank you to our news anchor, graphic designer, and audio tech, Steve Barker. All the graphics, audio sponsor plugs, and music overlays were assembled by Steve. Check out Steve on YouTube at BC Barker Creations. He has some terrific videos for the herb community with amazing geckos and snakes. Please support the U.S. Herpetocultural Alliance and U.S. ARC. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to support both of these organizations. Please donate to U.S. ARC so that they have the funds needed to legally protect pet owners' rights nationwide. You can donate to the U.S. ARC Legal Defense Fund at www.usarc.org. If you would also like to learn about advocacy and how you can take action on a state and local level, please subscribe to the U.S. Herpetocultural Alliance newsletter and blog at www.usherp.org. All right, folks. Uh, great show tonight, uh, in spite of, you know, the bad news. Uh, well, bad news is part of the news. We have both. And uh, we're going to do what we can to, uh, you know, get the word to you guys and also help out the people that need it. I'm going to do what I can, of course, to help out Nick 
and uh, if you guys can do something too, that'd be cool. And maybe we'll uh, we'll put something together on Facebook, let's say. But uh, in the meantime, just want to mention that I will be at the Hamburg show next week, uh, next weekend on Saturday. So come by and uh, say hi. Have some awesome geckos, of course. And uh, and I mentioned our sponsors, Dale's Bearded Dragons. I also want to mention that Dale's Bearded Dragons is now uh, selling FlexFly e-tape, and they are going to be the new East Coast master distributor. So that's really big news. So uh, if you guys need flex a lot, uh, of course, you can get it through any of your favorite sources, and you can also get it from the Elspreet of Dragons. Uh, abdragons.com, best source for your doobie roaches. Check them out. Use the code GECKO, all in caps, at checkout. You're going to get 5% off your order. Geckoboa.com is John Scarborough. He's making some amazing leopard geckos and wild types and some rare species. Check out geckoboa.com, book and online. Uh, Supreme Gecko, uh, Wally Kern's got some amazing crusties, micro geckos, all kinds of like re- just weird micro geckos and obscure stuff that you don't see every day. And he's got supplies and food to go with it. So check out supremegecko.com. Ohiogecko.com is Bad Uncover, and he's also the owner of geckoforums.net, two good sources for geckos and gecko information. So check out Ohio Gecko and Gecko Forums. RainbowMealworms.com is by far my favorite supplier of mealworms and superworms. Check out Jillian Spence and Rainbow Mealworms on Facebook and, of course, online at RainbowMealworms.net and uh, mention Gecko Nation Radio, and uh, she'll probably take care of you. She's cool. Uh, of course, uh, Reptiles Express, pure shipping animals and you want to be able to ship them as cost-effective as possible and get your shipping supplies all in one stop, check out Reptiles Express. They are the best shipping service to use for your FedEx labels. I use them exclusively. Ron Trimper. Ron Trimper, you guys know him and love him. He is the godfather of leopard geckos and uh, definitely got some amazing animals available. So go to leopardgecko.com, check them out also. Check out his app, Leopard Gecko Pro and Leopard Gecko Care for your smartphones. He's got a few other apps, too, that you'll find on his website. GiantLeopardGecko.com. Keith Higgins is making some beautiful, super-sized leopard geckos and uh, some crusties and fat tails, too. Check it out, leopard, GiantLeopardGecko.com. All right. And if you're feeding your insect-eating reptiles, you are what you eat, so make sure you gut load your insects and use the best cut load that there is, which is MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Last but not least, Daryl Burton and Cade Burton from Longhorn Geckos. Brand new breeder on the scene, making some amazing bandits, super tangelos, pastel raptors, and coming soon, some crazy wild types. Daryl Burton has definitely invested in some high-quality animals. So check him out on Facebook at Longhorn Geckos. All right, folks, great show tonight. Next week we're going to do it again. And uh, I don't know, I just picked out a really cool song for the end. It's just the whole show. Well, not so much the whole show, because I don't want to make it seem like Jason wasn't downer, because he wasn't. But the news was kind of a downer. So here's a song to take us out. Love you, Gecko Nation. Until next time.
Well, I know I miss more than hits With a face that was launched to sink And I seldom feel the bright relief It's been the worst day since yesterday If there's one thing I have said Is that the dreams I once had now lay in bed As the four winds blow my wits through the door It's been the worst day since yesterday Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.